Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Billion Things to Say podcast. I'm your host, Bill Lowe. Uh, on today's episode, uh, I sit down with my brother in his kitchen and uh, talk about things like uh, book-to-movie adaptations. What are, what are some good ones? What are some bad ones? Uh, this is inspired by the movie The Martian coming out and just killing in theaters. Uh, I went and saw it, and I thought it was great. I read the book before seeing it, and um, they definitely left some little details out, but I don't feel think it you know it takes away from the story at all and matt damon is amazing just like he is in almost anything he does he's just fantastic he can't do any wrong in my book um stuck stuck on you classic you know it's everything he does just amazing uh just like the this the martian and then uh, we also talk about uh snl season 41 uh premiered uh, three weeks ago or so with Miley Cyrus as the host and musical guest. Uh, so we talk about, you know, SNL in the past. What was, what inspired us? What, uh, what did we like? What kind of sketches, uh, were we into? So that's, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. This uh, episode of Billion Things to Say podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. With over 180,000 titles to download to your smart device, uh, you can't go wrong with Audible.com. Uh, download your or sign up for your favorite uh, favorite audiobook app uh, that you can download from the uh, Google Play Store or iTunes Store. Uh, sign up for a 30-day free trial using audibletrial.com backslash billion things to say. Uh, you get a 30-day free trial with one free audiobook. Um, and if you don't like it, you can cancel it. If you do like it, go on and get uh, you get a free audiobook every uh, month with a subscription of, I think, 15 bucks a month. I mean that's what that's uh, what I have set up and I crush audiobooks cuz I have like a 45 minute uh drive to and from work so I'm just crushing chapter after chapter on my way to uh to and from work it's great um if you don't have time to sit down and actually read you know this is the perfect way to you know go and consume that uh that media that you want so again audible.com um listen to it beautiful so, uh, as always, you can reach me on uh, my Facebook fan page, uh, Billiam Things to Say, and on Twitter at Billiam Things. Uh, I don't have an Instagram. Uh, let me know if you think I should get an Instagram. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy the show, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Billion Don't Things do, to don't say. be so loud. There's a baby oh sleeping. Oh God, sorry. Welcome to another episode of Billion Things to Say podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Bill Lowe, and I'm sitting here with my brother, Matt. Matt Lowe. We're brothers, so last name same. Um, how's your week? My week was uh, my week was great. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? <clears throat> um, well, I worked. Because I have a full time job, and uh, how do those work? How do those work? <laughs> well, it's interesting. You know, it's usually eight thirty to uh, five thirty every day, and uh, uh, yeah, actually, this week I spent a lot of time on my butt in front of my computer. 
just sending out emails and um, a lot of changes happened this week and I was on a lot of conference calls with like new rules and new products and I don't know oh, that type of stuff that's so, interesting yeah it's kind of interesting lots of fun feels like you know moving in and shaking making things happening you know <laughs> what kind of new things are you guys doing in the winter <clears throat> or the well fall, actually one of the things that came out this week that was really popular um, we've had seen a huge response is the U- United States Tennis Association just released a hundred percent reimbursement program for schools looking to add um youth tennis courts youth youth blended lines to their tennis courts or their gymnasium or Uh their playground so basically you put the lines down on your existing tennis courts or your playground or your gym and then you send in the receipts to usta and they say it's a lot more it's more complicated than that process but they reimburse you for it it's literally getting to the point where they're paying people to try to play tennis now or reimburse, I guess, paying back people? Well, we just want it to be accessible. So we know that the more schools that have lines for youth tennis, um, the better it is for, better chance it is that kids will get exposed to it. Yeah. So I know. I was just, we're not paying anybody. Just being a jerk. But we're not making it cost anybody anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Very neat. We had a couple of schools, actually, that I haven't had any contact with. And I got emails saying oh, they were they were interested and that they'd already applied for it. Oh, that's so, awesome! Yeah, I was like, oh wow, it gives me a reason to go to that town. <laughs> uh, isn't that always great when uh, people you wouldn't expect you know kind of call you and you're just like, oh, I guess I should pay attention to them, or I didn't even know they were they could have been a customer. Well, what's funny to me is it's like, oh, those people open my emails. <laughs> You, so you don't send out emails that require an open receipt? Uh, I think that's an option. Yeah. I haven't put it on any of my mass emails. I know some of the some of the like spam that I get for my in my work email. If I go to delete it, they're like, they requested a receipt that you opened it. Will you send it? And I was like, mm, depends on who it is, but yes or no. <laughs> if it's just like super spammy, are you like, no? Yeah, I'm not gonna send. I'm a not receipt. gonna send a receipt. <laughs> They'll never know. You know, I learned today from a podcast was uh, if you send an email to like Gmail, if someone has a Gmail account and it includes the words like you will make a million dollars or Viagra, it goes right to like the spam or it gets oh, okay. yeah, it gets in the subject line or in the in or the just anywhere in the email. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this email's worth a million dollars or Viagra. That's awesome. So what you, podcast did you uh, I from? believe that was on uh, John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. He was interviewing a guy who had, who had done some things with email marketing. Okay. Yeah. And he figured out he shouldn't send out Viagra or you will make a million dollars. Right. I emails. guess. I don't know. That's... <laughs> the guy's done a lot you of research it. on email marketing. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So any of you email marketers out there, that nugget of wisdom is for you. Huh. So the old trick of writing... Um, a bunch of have you ever, so have you ever seen this where you'll get a spam email and it'll say you know oh please send me a million dollars and I'll turn it into six million um, at the very bottom there may be like a huge chunk of just white space mm-hmm. or what looks like white space mm. but sometimes if you scroll like click and try to select all it's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo that they made uh, white font to, oh. to blend into the white background. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. 
that seems it's like, like kind of a they call that a black hat kind, trick I kinda, think yeah yeah where it's just like we cannot be held accountable for you being dumb and clicking on this email <laughs> and getting a virus or this you know that's pretty funny because when the when the law comes it's well we told them it's right there in the email they just didn't look for it <laughs> so that's pretty that's pretty um sleazy well yeah i mean most of the spam people are sleazy in my true but then I've started to kind of become one of those spam people. I've realized not so much anymore. Not so much in so email, but Facebook. Why is that? Um, so I'm trying to create a following and get more breweries involved in my other podcast, uh, Slurred sure. Words. Sure. So I'm starting local, you know, de- Metro Detroit area. And mm-hmm. so I did went on Google and found like just typed in breweries, and then went and clicked on all their Facebook pages. And if you follow a page, you can message them. Okay. And it seems so far I'm about 85% uh, return rate on just sending messages to them saying, hi, I'm Bill Lowe. You know, I do Bill's Beer Report blog and Slurred Words podcast. Want you want the owner or head brewer or, you know, someone to come on my show and talk to me. So far it's, you know, it's worked pretty well. I've gotten responses, like I said, from about 85% of them, but I've, I've slowly realized that I am that spam person now. Well, I don't think that what you're doing is necessarily spam because I think there's a value in it for the brewery in that they, you know, if they're, if you're, they get some level of marketing and exposure to the tens and tens of people that listen to my podcast. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think people want to, you know, people do business with other people that they know, like, and trust. So if you can kind of tease out the human side of these people, like they're not just some company or not just some brewery. Yeah. Like if you can, if you can give insight into their culture or the types of people they are, I think people like that stuff. Like people um, are attracted to that kind of stuff. It's kind of like insider information, like uh, playing ping pong with Larry Bell. Right. Yeah. That's kind of a cool story that you wouldn't have known otherwise, unless you listen to the podcast, like slurred words. And it kind of endears you to that owner of uh, Steve from uh, Motor Motor City City Brew Tours. Tours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I heard a, the guy I talked to today from uh, Draft Horse had a great story from when he was bartending in New York. Oh wow! Yeah, you're gonna have to listen to the podcast to to hear. Oh, more you won't about tell it. us. I'm not gonna, t- I'm not gonna tell you. You gotta listen to the podcast. You gotta listen to the podcast. Ladies, that's a, you that's must a listen teaser. To the, yeah, it's a teaser. That's a teaser right there. <laughs> All right, that's what we in the biz <laughs> call a teaser. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will eagerly await the uh, crazy story from. What, what was the place called? Draft Draft Horse. Draft Horse. Draft Horse Brewery in New Hudson, uh, Michigan. Oh, okay. They just I thought opened. it was South Lyon. No, uh, South Lyon. I think Lyon Township, but New Hudson, I Michigan. See. Yeah. Yep. They just opened their doors on the. They had their hard opening on the 18th of September, so they're still pretty new, but uh, they're making some good beers. But anyway. Cool. Uh, you got your topics, or you want me to? You want me to start? Why, why don't you start? Because I'm still kind of finishing up my. Okay. Topic, so something this afternoon, uh, I went and saw the movie The Martian, starring yes. Matt Damon. Right. Uh, but it's based off Matt of Matt Damon. Matt Damon. He was good. Was it? Yeah. yeah. The the movie was the movie was good. It was based off a really good book, same title, The Martian. Oh. Um, that I, I think it's on the first episode of this uh, podcast where I review it ah, i believe you're right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i went and saw the the movie and although it wasn't you know word for word 
uh, scene for scene of what the movie was. I thought it did really well to stick to the source material. Mm. Um, excuse me. And so that... <laughs> did I blow it it's in your real, face? It's real life, people. <laughs> this is real life. So that got me thinking, like, uh, you know, a lot of books are being made into movies today. I wanted to know... What are some of the book movies that you've seen, read in the past, uh, and how do you like? What are your top ones and what are your your bottom ones? Because mm. I have I have a bottom one. Um, okay, you go first. For it just one. it just came out uh, not too long ago. It's the second the sequel to uh, Maze Runner. It's called The Scorch Trials. I read that book too, and I watched the movie. The Total, Scorch Trials. The Scorch Trials, yeah. Totally different from the source material, and I feel like they uh, did it in a bad way. Like, like a lot of the stuff that they left out, I think, I was really hoping to, like, see it. Like, as I was reading it, I knew that they were going to make this movie, and I was like, oh, the, how are they going to how are they going to set this up in the movie? Like, it's going to be really cool. Like, certain things they had to leave off because they left off in the first uh key things in the first movie which mm-hmm. i understood but there was just whole chunks of the book that i felt weren't portrayed in in the movie and just wasn't a fan that's a pet peeve that's a pet peeve of mine yeah big disappointment very big when you said scorch trials you want to know what image came into my head what or i, I was thinking that's um that is the memoir of joe pesci's character in home alone the scorch trials <laughs> <laughs> Do you home understand alone, what Home Alone Two, right? Home Alone, wh- whichever one that Literally he opens he his, the door and then he got his and the head flame flamethrower flame <laughs> burns his head. The that's Scorch a, trial. There trials. You go. That's a good. Uh, that's a good title. We should get in touch with uh, Pesci's people. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was your bottom one. That's my. Yeah, that was my bottom one. Okay, and can you repeat the name of the book and movie again? It's uh, Hunger it's, Games. They're not Hunger Games. Scorch wow. Trials. It's uh, Maze, Maze Runner. Runner Scor- the Scorch Trials. I see. And that's part of a series. Yeah. So okay. there's a third one coming out. And they've made a the... Maze Runner movie? Yep. They made Maze Runner, the movie, uh, which was like two years ago. Scorch, trial... Scorch Trials came out like a month ago. Oh. So it's still in theaters right now. And then they have a third one called The Death Cure. That ha- I don't know if they're going to break it up into two movies like they've been doing with all trilogy books mm. lately. Yeah, they're trying to stretch out and yeah, they the did it with movie. they did it with Hunger Games. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got Hunger Games, and then you got the oh, they're Catching Fire, and then the Mockingjay, mm-hmm. and they broke the Mockingjay into uh, two parts for yeah. no reason. Money, oh, that's the reason. Now that's one, um, the Hunger Games, which I've read. What did I read? Yeah, I, I think I've read the books, and the, I've seen the movies, and they're pretty close they're pretty close and yeah. i'm i'm happy that's a top one yeah for me definitely yeah i definitely liked uh the hunger games and catching fire i thought were, were pretty close i like the second one more than the first one i catching, agree catching yeah, fire more than hunger games but i was also kind of the same thing with the book i think i liked the second book more than the first mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah no that that's the one that came to mind to, for me and then as far as um the bottom goes Whoosh, you know, um, <clears throat> with Home Alone, the books came out after the movies. They had books? Yeah, they had books. And Home Alone's book was awful. You um, read, you read yeah, Home Alone's Yeah, book. it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> um, so that would be a bottom one, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's better to write books before the movie? I, 
I think traditionally that seems like that's the way yeah. Hollywood works is they take a book and then adapt then it adapt to a screenplay. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's probably my difficult exp- to adapt a screenplay to a book. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Have you tried it? Nope. Okay. No. If any of you out there are adapting, currently adapting a screenplay to a book, don't give up. Uh, Please stop. <laughs> just Please don't. Stop. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's keep going though. Like other books, the one that the, became the other, movies. The other one that I really, really didn't like, and it's the only one in this kind of group that I read, was mm-hmm. The Hobbit. I mm. actually sat down and read The Hobbit when I was younger. Yeah. And I was kind of excited for the movie to come out. Mm-hmm. Well, the trilogy of movies that came out for the one book. And I was just disappointed by, um, especially the last one. Mm-hmm. But the first, the first two just didn't capture the same type of, uh, I guess, excitement as the Lord of the Rings trilogy books or movies did. So the hop. So you're you're not talking about Lord of the Rings trilogy. You're talking, I'm talking about, about the Hobbit, Hobbit trilogy, the Hobbit book that they turned into three movies. Have you seen any of those? Um, I have not seen any of The Hobbit. Yeah, don't don't waste your time. Uh, in my opinion, they were not not very good. Um, again, it was a while since I read the book, but it just didn't seem like it uh, had the same feel as uh, as I would have liked. So that's I mean that's another one that that I just uh, wasn't a fan of. Right, right. So let's see what are some other good ones. Did they write the Godfather? The book they adapted the book to the movie, right? That I don't know. There was a, there was a Godfather. I didn't even know there was a Godfather. Yeah, there's book. a, there's a, there's a couple books I think. Oh, yeah. Well, the the one that immediately comes to mind for me is uh, Harry Potter. Okay. I mean, the, all those. Now, I've only read the first one. Okay. But I think I've seen the first three movies. And uh, do I have an opinion on whether they? I don't care. But <laughs> I, you know, that was a movie where I think most people are happy with both the books and the movies. I've never read any of them. I tried to read like the second one for a book report, and I got halfway through and BS the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I never never got into it. Actually, read them all, um, and then we've seen all of the movies, and mm-hmm. it seems to. I mean, it, with it, I think all books to movies are going to have the issues like, oh, they left out this scene, or you know, mm-hmm. this this chunk of story, and. Um, so, but I mean, it's. I think they all stayed pretty close to the source material. It may not have gotten into as deep a detail with some of the characters or side stories, but yeah, I think they came out all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was necessarily a movie based off of the book. Okay. But Gandhi, the book, is like a bi- biography or autobiography, okay. and then Gandhi the movie is phenomenal. Have you seen Gandhi? No. Oh my god. Who plays Gandhi? It's um Is it Ben Kins- Kingsley? It is Ben Kingsley. Yep. You want to know why I know that? Why? So I've been watching a bunch of so SNL 41 and that's my second topic but um SNL the new season starts uh this tonight. tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh but they've been showing like the 40th anniversary and everything and and one of the clips from like the 80s weekend update was um they showed like croc it's like a crocodile dundee poster done up but it's gandhi crocodile gandhi and it says played by crocodile gandhi yep and it says played by ben kingsley so i was 
kind of kind of thinking that's that's where they got it from that he actually did play Gandhi. Yeah. So, to but my, the movie was good. Oh my gosh! To my knowledge, he is the only political, and in his case, religious leader, maybe other than the Pope, that's changed history with nonviolence by preaching nonviolence. I mean, even I'm reading Nelson Mandela's. Uh, long walk to freedom right now okay even nelson mandela in his younger days before he went to prison pushed for violent um uh resistance to south african apartheid is that how he got put in jail or one of the reasons yeah yeah conspiracy to well they, they sabotaged they did what was called sabotage which today would be considered terrorism but they didn't kill any kill anybody okay they would just strategically destroy like bridges and buildings and other things that would help the 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 government that was currently in power okay but he was you know he that's why he was he was uh, put in prison uh but it's an interesting book but so gandhi yeah if you have not watched it it's long i mean it's a long movie yeah uh but it's a really really great story and it's all true and the book I got the same feeling from the book that I got from the movie. And I don't really remember the book all that well. I just remember the movie. Um, but as far as, I mean, if it's a true story, how can you really negate some things and keep in other things? Um, one of the things kind of off topic, but one of the things that I noticed was, you know, he was married, but I, I know he neglected kind of his home Gandhi? life. Yeah. Um, his he wife was married. Well, yeah, he had a wife. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, I think he kind of neglected his family because he was so involved in um, nonviolent protests and resistance that Hmm. he was kind of... And Mandela, too. Mandela divorced his first wife. They had two children um, because she, uh, you know, found religion and wanted to do all this stuff, and he was too busy. He was always away fighting, you know, meeting and doing politics and stuff, and... Yeah, so it's See, that's, his second wife. Yeah, that's you know he that's was the in kind prison. Of the stuff time. they don't uh, they don't really publicize too much. Yeah, yeah. Like I was reading a book about uh, Doctor J, Mister Julius Irving. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know everybody knows that he is a basketball star, ABA, NBA, kind of uh, bridged the gap there and and brought in the whole slam dunking and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this book, and it comes to find out he was also a, a lady killer. Like he would on the road just basically sleep with any and every woman that he could and uh he actually had without i think without even him knowing he had a daughter who ended up playing in the uh uh women's tennis association what's that called uh wta yeah women's yeah yeah so she was playing in like one of the masters tur- or not masters at grand slam tournaments mm-hmm. um and some Are you sure it was dr j yeah not wilt chamberlain Nope, Dr. J. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Wilt Chamberlain was a uh, self-proclaimed lady killer who would said he slept with like a million girls or something. Okay. Which mathematically just doesn't make sense. Right, right. Um, but no, Dr. J, that, that was more like a down low, sto- like a not, you know, whispers maybe about his, uh, was it Lothario type uh, personality. And how he, how many like kids he had, right, right. So, yeah, the, the, yeah, the you're right. Had... Um, Alexander Stevenson, yep, 
was Dr. J's daughter. Yeah. And professionalized that way. So it's interesting when you um, kind of start reading into some of your maybe childhood heroes or, or just overall heroes and you know the the highlights mm. like this highlight reel you you know what he's about and then then you read into it and you're like oh man he's kind of a jerk it really makes you think of uh the story of the tale of ulysses do explain well i don't know the tale of ulysses ulysses offhand. was a tragic hero meaning that uh you know he he went on the his uh uh journey yeah his epic journey you know the iliad right I thought the is that Ulysses or oh Homer's the guy who wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Ulysses is the character that goes on the he's like the captain, they go on the ship and they fight and they win and they come back and then there's all these struggles to get back. That's the Odyssey. The Odyssey. The yeah. Iliad is the I think the book that Helen of Troy is yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they go to Troy. And then on his way back, that's the Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah. Because he gets off track and Right. Yeah. Comes home, ends up marrying his mother. And at the end, he's, like, stabbing his eyes out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so he's a tragic hero, meaning that, like, if he, like he came home and married his mother. Like, that's kind of like... Ew. Yeah, that's kind of ew. And that's then when you hear about ew. these heroes, you know, you hear about Dr. J and and then... Gandhi and Gandhi, Mandela. Mandela, you're kind of like, yeah, Like, ew. that doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. Like, on different levels, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the kind of information that's kind of glossed over when when they're saying oh you know gandhi i don't really know what gandhi did freed the indians from the english rule mm-hmm. and he went on a hunger strike and oh yeah he neglected his entire family <laughs> well, yeah i don't yeah well i just know that his wife wasn't very she didn't wasn't happy with him yeah i think she just had it rough yeah yeah can you imagine being the like in, in today's world just being the wife uh, of Gandhi being like he's out there being all selfish trying to be help these people and I'm ho- here slaving over the kitchen you yep. know making him rice and beans that he doesn't even eat <laughs> ungrateful skinny little jerk you know <laughs> right. I put out his clothes and he just decides to wear a diaper out I mean what's he doing yeah well okay so so actually to kind of get off track even more um, this kind of goes with a little theory that I think about a lot when okay. you talk about like just ridiculously successful people um that are not ridiculously successful at relationships like when you focus all your time and energy like i take phil jackson okay okay on coaching basketball you know your social life you you don't have a, a social life you don't have a family life you don't have unless your significant other also works slash owns the team right right exactly But, like, so, you know, you just spend so much time with what you do, and that's all you think about is, like, yeah. it's like you hardly have any other time. It's like there's nobody that's there, – there's a guy named Larry Wingate. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Nope. He's, like, a millionaire guy, lives in Arizona, real libertarian. He says that um, there's only, you only have so much bandwidth, right, mm-hmm. that if you divide it up evenly, you know, then, okay, you spend an even amount of time – but if you focus a lot on your career, he's like, obviously, you're taking some bandwidth away from the other things that you had split it up with, and you're putting it in there. So obviously, you know, let's say you want to f- focus on work or your business, you're going to take time, you know, that time or focus away from your family or something else that you spend time on. He's like, it's just natural. He's like, but 
if you can do it for a little while and then you do it back the other way, you know, it can fluctuate. Right. But his point is you only have so much bandwidth. You can't say, oh, I'm going to be the best family guy and I'm also going to be the best business person. Right. Like, it just doesn't very, happen. It's very hard to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says it's impossible. It's impossible. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Well, he says you you put a ceiling on the success that you have if you limit, you know, what you spend on, right, your, on right. your business. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. Look him or up fact. Larry Larry, Larry Wingate. Larry Wingate. Yeah, he's on Facebook. Oh, okay. You friends with him? Uh, I liked his page. You liked his page? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's one of those people. He doesn't actually have a Facebook page. He well, has a fan actually, page. No, I think he has a Facebook page. I think, fan page I think I'm of, friends with of him. Larry Wingate? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. He was actually on one of the very first podcasts episodes I ever listened to. Really? What yeah. podcast was that? It was uh, Jamie Tardy. Um, what's the name of her podcast? Uh, she interviews millionaires. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and uh, he was the first episode. Um, episode I, one? Or I, no, no, no. The, the, the first, first one that first I listened, you listened to. to. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me gotta find out what Jamie Tardy. Research now, break. Now, do, interesting do, fact do. about Jamie Tardy is that she was John Lee Dumas, a mentor for John Lee Dumas. Eventual Millionaire is the name of her podcast. Okay. Eventual Millionaire. So she was a mentor to John Lee, John Lee Dumas. Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Oh. Yep. Is she a millionaire? I don't know. She's an eventual millionaire. She's an eventual millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. Good topic. We kind of oh, led us in a few different directions there, but I thought some interesting stuff came out. Yeah. So what do you got? What's your first topic? Uh, well, first, I'd like to make an announcement that the uh, podcast bet that we made last week um, was fulfilled. I, uh, I was lost. victorious. Yes. Um, and now, w- when I listened to the episode from last week, I noticed that I, I never said that you owed me anything. That's so, true. Yeah. So, so it was just to keep me from giving you $20, yeah. I started my own podcast. Uh, it's called the Wantrepreneur Podcast. You can find it on SoundCloud, or I just submitted to iTunes, and I have not heard anything back yet, so it might take a little bit. So where is it on Sound? It's it's SoundCloud.com, or uh, what do you search? The Wantrepreneur. Just search Wantrepreneur. Wantrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. Or you can. How do you search spell? The... How do you spell Wantrepreneur? That was my hard. Yeah. Hard thing yeah. Today. It's W A N T R E P R E N E U R. So a lot of E U and R's. On that uh, entrepreneur. Um, so yes, that was launched. Uh, it is up, and that um, we'll revisit kind of the process a little bit later. But my first topic that I wanted to talk about was uh, whiskey. So um, apparently, a lot of people know this. I don't even know this. I, I'm just reading about it tonight. Okay, this is October third, two thousand fifteen. And I'm finding out tonight that a lot of quote unquote craft whiskeys, yeah, all come from one distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which is down on the uh, Kentucky border. Um, this distiller is called MGP or MGPI, and it stands for uh, Midwest Grains Pro- uh, Midwest Grains Products Ingredients. Which is a crappy name for a distillery. <laughs> That's um, probably why they 
you know, distribute to all these other people to, right. to sell it under their name. Think of a better name. We're just, <laughs> we're just distilling geeks. <laughs> um, but they, they distribute their, their whiskey. Now, they make a bunch of different types of whiskey. So they make rye, uh, malt, do they corn. they don't just they I would think with a name like that they're they're the ingredient hub for all these other distilleries not even ingredient they're the distiller huh so yeah. if you go so huh so if you go down to bullet next time you go let's do a little experiment here because okay. a lot of the a lot of the companies don't um do they call it out on their website that they... Yeah. Well, they're they're required by law to print the distiller's name on their bottle. Um, or have, where it's, Do you have any bottles? Where it's distilled. I don't have any bottles oh. um, right now. But what we'll do is we'll go into Google and we'll... Try to find an we'll image go, of the label. Well, no, we'll go to Bullet Rise um, webpage, Bullet Bourbon, and we'll look... Um, we'll look at their product list. Have you ever had Bullet Bourbon? I have, yeah. You bought me a uh What'd you think of it? of it? I, I enjoyed it. I, well, I gotta put my birthday in. Oh, crap. We'll do it anyway. Here we go. Um, you enjoyed the, the Bullet Bourbon? I did, yeah. Um, it, apparently the MGP Bourbon. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, MGP unfortunately does not do distillery tours. All right, I'm going to enter the site here. Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Made from pure Kentucky limestone filtered water. Water in the Bullet family tradition. Now, that's one thing. Here we go, the whiskey. Yeah, they don't really talk about. They're not going to have it probably on their website, but on the on their um on their label. Label. Yeah. They are required by law to say where it's distilled. Hmm. Interesting. And, um, and so it'll say that M- MPG? Mm-hmm. Or MGP? MGP. M- MGP is the rye for me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it says, uh, <laughs> um, as you can see, oh, here, here's a picture of the label. Okay. Let's see if we can get this bigger. Okay. Distilled by the Bullet Distilling Company in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Now, what's funny about that is that they call it the Bullet Distilling Company um, in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. But see what I'm saying? Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Oh, wait. Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Not Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Now, that's interesting Uh-oh. because it should be in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. There are There is a Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Um, but let's see what Chuck... Chuck uh, Cowdery has to say that Chuck Cowdery is a whiskey blog, like one of the biggest, biggest whiskey, whiskey bloggers. bloggers. Yeah. Um, what uh, what website are you looking at right now? I'm looking at uh, the Chuck Cowdery blog spot. Oh, so he has a blog spot. Yeah. Yep. The biggest whiskey blogger has a blog spot. Yep. That makes me feel good. Yep. Because that's that's what I started on. Right. Am right, right. Right, on right now. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, there's a lot of controversy. There's actually a class action lawsuit going on right now um, against Templeton Whiskey, which Templeton, Iowa is a town in Iowa. Uh, Templeton Whiskey built their brand on being distilled 
and bottled in Templeton, Iowa. But, but that's not true. Well, we don't know. Supposedly, supposedly it's not true. It's they buy their bourbon from MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, just like everybody else. That's a cra- quote unquote craft whiskey. What makes a craft whiskey? Um, small batches, okay. Um, hand bottled, you know, hand distilled, um, huh. things like that. Interesting. Yeah, the the craft whiskey industry, I don't think is as regulated as the craft beer industry. Yeah, because I mean, the there are definite rules and and uh, kind of that say what a craft, what a micro brew, craft brew, you know, all all the brewery types that you can be, and when you hit. You know how you can decipher a macro versus a, a micro or craft. So, right in, in the beer industry, but they don't they don't have that in the. As far the as whiskey? I can tell, not real. Well, maybe whiskey? I mean it, I think it probably has something to do with their production, like how much they sell. But if you think about it, if they just limit their production, call themselves a craft whiskey, they can sell it for. Is the craft whiskey market that big? That's a great question. I believe it is. So if you go to like Holiday Market, which is up the street here yeah. in Royal Oak, Michigan, um, their whiskey shelf is gigantic. Yeah, they have a ton of what I would consider craft, craft whiskey. Like Angel's Envy, I consider that a craft whiskey. Bullet Bourbon, I consider that a craft whiskey uh, or a craft bourbon. Um, there's a couple others, but okay. yeah, I mean they have. I think it's pretty big. Um, you know, Tra- Traverse City has a Traverse City whiskey company or traversy distilling company do they distill their own whiskey or do they get it? that's what i'm trying to do figure they get out. it from from mg i think they get it from mgp uh-oh calling but you out traverse city i don't know for sure we're that's, calling you out that's just what i'm thinking but you're gonna have to come on this podcast this. to clear your name that's right yeah billion at billion at, things. at billion things to say but think about this uh let's say you wanted to start your own craft whiskey distillery right you gotta first make it Okay, so you got to distill it. That's a process; takes time, and then you have to age it in a yep. barrel for. That's how, how it gets many its years? color. I think uh, you have to, it's a, five years at least. Uh, I think it depends on what you're trying to make. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's do you, let's do some more research here because I think it has to be aged. Well, when I went um, when we were for Labor Day weekend, we were in Virginia and we went to the Bowden Brothers uh, Distillery. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I thought I remember them saying that, uh, depending on what they're make, like what they're distilling, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different aging process. So they put them in the barrels, and for one of their uh, whiskeys, it'll sit there for a year, and for the next, for for another one, it's aged for ten years. You know. Yeah. Uh, it all depends on which one they're trying to make. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just looked it up. This article right here is talking about. Uh, it's by Katie Waldman. Uh, it's called the Five Out. It's the title is the Five, five Hour, Hour Distillery. Distillery. Yeah. If good whiskey takes years to mature, how do you start a new brand? Um, well, I think the answer we already know. It's MGP. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, basically, it says that um, high end whiskeys are aged ten to twenty years. Um, some are the oldest whiskeys are like 70 years yeah okay and those are like scotch whiskeys from scotland so you know some of these companies like bullet which has been around for maybe five or ten years it's like they would just be releasing their first bourbon now as opposed to when they started unless they started 10 years before that they could have 
I don't. I don't. When did bur- bullets start? Let's. I don't know. They could have. I mean, they could uh, try to get their distilling license or, or however. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. See. Yeah. So. So if they started in two thousand one, they would have released their. They could have released their first one in two thousand five. I've only seen Bullet get popular in the past four or five years, but I'm not that big into whiskey, but. Uh, I've been, you know, seeing it on the Meyer shelf and everything maybe for the past four or five years. So. so this is interesting. I just Googled when did Bullet Bourbon start. It says it was acquired by Diageo, which I think is a huge spirits, like, distiller uh-huh. in 2001. But there has never been a Bullet distillery. In fact, Diageo, I don't even know how to pronounce it, hasn't had an active distillery in Kentucky. It has been an open secret in the industry that Four Roses in Lawrenceburg made most of the bourbon for Bullet, and MGP in Indiana made Bullet Rye, which was added in 2011. So Bullet Rye has only been around for four years, and it came from Lawrenceburg, MGP. Hmm. Never been a Bullet distillery. In, but it says Bullet. Bullet distillery. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so the regulations are just, and I think that's part of it. But anyway, back to the Templeton, Iowa. They maintain that their whiskey is distilled in Templeton, Iowa, and people know it's not, and that's why they're fighting this. Who's fighting it? Do you know? Or Well, I think it's the alcohol and tobacco oh, okay. regulators are saying well, it's not made in you're, Templeton. You're a bunch of liars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're calling them out, and Templeton's saying, no, it isn't. It's made here. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be, it'll be interesting to see if there's been a ruling on that case, which there very well there could have been. Yeah. Now, do you? what's your favorite bourbon or, or um, rye whiskey? Ah oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, I would say my favorite that I've—I I mean, Angel's Envy has been my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's just what I. But that's an—it's an MGP product. That's okay. Yeah, but they make. See, I guess they make a lot of different types of, of whiskey. Like they make rye, corn, malt, um, and they even make like gins and vodkas too. So, and I think they've been around for like a super long time so now i wonder if they have a, a big facility that they um rent out like space for uh for up-and-coming companies so maybe the company comes to them with their own recipe mm-hmm. and they go to them and say okay we want to distill you know this is our recipe this is what we're going to do and so they have different segments and so maybe yeah they do all their work there but it's that company's actual recipe I think that they do, yeah. and I think that's how some of the companies get away with it. Um, you know, they just have somebody else do, distilling their recipe. Yeah. In essence, I mean, if you think about it, it's a lot like um, the paper, a paper mill, right? Um, the L.A. Times doesn't print their own paper; they got the, their newsprint from Dad's Mill in um, Newburgh. You Oregon. mean they don't make their own paper, right? They don't make their own paper, right? They, they just pr- print the words. They print that are on the it. paper, yeah, and they they can submit a request to the paper mill that actually makes the paper what type of right how they recipe what kind of, they want in yeah. their paper so it's yeah. the same type of thing i guess um but still when you talk it's a big difference when you're talking about paper or nobody cares what the paper's made out of I mean, some people well, some people may and whiskey where you're actually like ingesting the product and it's claiming that it's it'd be like a, a newspaper saying we make all our own paper, right? <laughs> or not saying we don't make all our own paper. Well, it'd be like a newspaper saying this is a hundred percent recycled paper, right? When it's not, or 
maybe that's not the same thing, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the, uh, settlement for the Templeton Rye case. Um, it was reached and it was approved in Cook County, Illinois on July 21st, 2015 of this year. So this year. Okay. Um, the, it, it alleges that Templeton Ryan Spears engaged in deceptive marketing and charged premium prices, um, failing to disclose that the product was distilled in the state of Indiana. Now, Templeton is in Iowa. So that. Um, uh, I wonder if they're also going after him for like tax purposes. That I don't know. Like if, so if you say you're distilling and, and operating out of Iowa. But in fact, you're doing it out of Indiana. You're not going to be. You may not be paying Indiana taxes on on whatever work that's going on, right? I don't know. I, just I don't another, know how that affects the rest of it. Yeah. But the way I think about it is, if I'm buying my whiskey from MP MGP, then I pay everything to them. And I don't, they're the one paying the taxes and stuff. Yeah. And then whatever I'm doing in Iowa, I have to pay for as far as that goes. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know how they could get you for taxes in Indiana, but you're buying a product from India. Although, but you're not, you're not supposed to be able to ship. Is it, can you bring alcohol over state lines? I forget what the rules are. I'm going to say, can. yeah. Yeah. Because I've done it okay. quite a bit Yeah, with beer. Yeah, true. Yeah, so yeah, so it should be. I don't know how they could get you. Though, that. there was... I don't know how why this was, but... Uh, when I was in Minnesota, uh, I heard of a bar on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. Went, the bar went over and bought a bunch of spotted cow kegs and brought them over and hooked them up. And and they got in trouble because they weren't supposed to have spotted cow on tap because Wisconsin the, the brewery doesn't distribute into Minnesota. Mm, mm-hmm. So they got kind of their hand slapped for that. Hmm, interesting. But I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. All right. But yeah, so uh, next time you're drinking a quote-unquote craft whiskey or bourbon, I would check it out. Check it out on the back. See if it says Lawrenceburg, Indiana on the back. And then MG. you might know that it's MGP. MGP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah. Maybe next time I'm at the grocery store, I'll I'll take a look. Check out. Yeah. Um, you can actually go to uh, this guy, Skew, S-K-U, has a blog. Uh, it's called Recent Eats. It's at recenteats.blogspot.com. And he has the complete list of American whiskey. Um, and then he has um, uh, MGP whiskeys listed. And it's a pretty comprehensive list. I, I don't know. There's probably like 50 here. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Good topic. Good topic. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as I was saying earlier, SNL season 41, Saturday Night Live, uh, season 41 starts tonight at like 1130. Um, And so when they show all these, they've been kind of showing all these old seasons and bests of. and, um, And I think I remember, you know, I remember some of the sketches, but I think it's more of from watching best of DVDs and not actually staying up and watching it. Um, but I wanted to know what were some of your favorite sketches and uh, characters, and if uh, mm. SNL was really a part of 
like your childhood and youth and growing up like would you stay up and watch it or i know i i did not really watch it growing yeah. up uh man wow that's a great question okay let's start at the first one are there any characters or sketches that were my favorite absolutely uh the number one has to be uh uh chris farley as the motivational speaker matt foley matt foley yeah. Living in a van down by a river. Living in a van down by a yeah. river. Those skits were hilarious. <laughs> Probably more because he was making the other actors crack up, right? Than of like how funny he was. I mean, he was funny, but he could make the other actors crack up and like get out of character, yeah, because he was so funny. So those were just for me. That was <laughs> the best. Those were the best. Um, what What was the next part? What were, did you have any like characters you hated to see or sketches you hated to see? Nothing I hated to see. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the NPR stuff was funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I always, I always used to hate. Um, I always used to hate Weekend Update. Really? Who I, was doing it when you? Hated I did it? not get it. Um, honestly, I think it was like Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon. Really? Like I did not get it, and huh. then. I think it was just an age thing because as yeah. I've grown up, and that's now my favorite part of the show. Right, right. Weekend update. Yeah. Weekend update. Yeah. Who's your favorite weekend update anchors? Um, Seth Meyers. Really? Yeah. Okay, so he was kind of a newer. Yeah, he uh, just later left. cast. Yeah, yeah he just okay. left. Uh, I think two years ago. Okay. Or a year ago. Yeah. You know, uh, now that I think of it, Seth Seth Meyers was really good on Weekend Update. But I think my favorite was um, uh, Norm Norm McDonald. Norm, okay, uh, just because of his delivery. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy could whatever he said. If he said it in the cadence that he says it, yeah. is funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just he had the right tone of voice. He's got great timing. Yeah, and the right delivery yeah. every time, and he can say anything, and it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I would and agree with the, that. And the look on his face is, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, the writers here, like, the look on his face is, who are the writers here? That sucks. <laughs> and when you were laughing, it wasn't because of the joke, but it was because of... The delivery. Well, it was the delivery. Yeah, it was the delivery. Yeah. It was the... But apart from, like, how he, how he said it, it was like, you were inside his head going... Like you could see him saying, "Wow, this is like just not <laughs> funny at all and super ridiculous." <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah, weekend update. Wow, great point on weekend update. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, did you watch it growing up? Um, Would you stay up late and watch it? Sometimes, not a ton. Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of um, am the same as you. I watched a lot of uh, compilations. Yeah, as I got into high school and college of some of the earlier stuff. Um, but yeah, I did not stay up and watch it that much. Yeah, I mean, I until later, like I, in my, I would say I watched it more in college and my adult life. Stay up and watch it versus yeah. like kind of the golden years when like Farley was on it and Adam Sandler and those guys. So you watched it more when like Will Ferrell and uh, Jimmy Fallon and yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and yep, yep. Some say those those were the golden years. You know. The the one, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell doing, oh, um, uh, Night at the Roxbury, night, those guys, yeah, th that was golden, and I think um, 
Um, the other thing I think of that's golden was uh, Bill Hader as the guy on Weekend Update. That oh, does. Uh, Stefan. Stefan. That's golden. It's like putting a tent over your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> that is golden. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Foley is golden. Have you watched any of the, the new stuff lately? Um, nah, no. I haven't. Not really. No. You, you know, what's funny is uh, Keenan is on actually you know what's golden is the californians you like the Californians? that is golden yeah that's See, hilarious <laughs> that sketch annoys me oh i love it i love it first you get on the io5 <laughs> and then you take it <laughs> why don't you go back to the valley where you belong no Devin. there's one in torrance uh, <laughs> Oh, that just annoyed me so much. Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I would say one what of my you? one of my more favorite ones is the uh, Chippendales with uh, Patrick Swayze and oh, uh, yeah, Chris Farley. Sketch. Yeah, that uh, that was really great. Again, Matt Foley, um, the motivational speaker, down by the, living in a van down by the river. Yeah, uh, and then there's one that I I've seen a bunch. Um, well, I've seen. This, clips of it and it just cracks me up is uh david spade um adam sandler and chris farley are all in drag and they're at like the mall yeah and and Mm -hmm. uh david spade has fries and chris farley starts reaching in and it's like oh i thought you were on a diet and he and chris farley breaks and goes lay off me i'm starving (laughs) yeah that one just always cracks me up (laughs) uh but celebrity jeopardy that was oh yeah that was one that that's a good one with uh, Sean Connery and <laughs> Norm MacDonald as a uh, Burt Reynolds. Yep, yep. And then some of the newer one, well, the, uh, Bobby Moynihan on Weekend Update as a uh, drunk uncle. Okay, is yeah. is hilarious. Yep. And then uh, when yeah. Cecily Strong uh, was on Weekend Update, I really enjoyed her. Yeah. And then she, she does a she does a uh, female character on Weekend Update yep. sometimes. It's what? like the annoying girl at a party. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. is she still doing Weekend Update? No, oh, she okay. got off a of Weekend Update. Okay. She wanted to do more of the sketches and not do Weekend Update anymore from what I read, which was sad because I thought she was a strong uh, uh, news, fake news anchor. Yeah. I feel like Weekend Update was kind of the genesis of The Daily Show, The Colbert Report. I totally agree. Don't you yeah. think? Like, that, they just took those and made those entire shows. Right. They're right. like, well, we could do that for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people will watch it. Yeah, we know people will watch it. Yeah. Um, another thing that you reminded me of when you said... Um, oh, shit, I think I forgot it. Oh, uh, what about the fame uh, More Cowbell? You ever Great with, sketch. With yep. uh, Will Ferrell and the Blue Oyster Colt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a great, a great one. one. Christopher yeah. Walken. Yeah. Um, two things I, that you that kind of jogged my memory when you were talking there. One, do you feel like the old Saturday Night Live, old meaning before 2008, let's say, was really good at sketches, and the new Saturday Night Live is really good at like fake commercials and kind of pre-taped stuff? I think, yeah, I think it's, it's with... Andy Samberg and uh, yeah. the, lo- the 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 Lonely lo- Planet, Lonely Island, Lonely Island, Lonely um, Planet are guidebooks for like Europe and stuff. Yeah, those are travel <laughs> books. The Lonely Island uh, crew when they started doing those uh, video shorts uh, mm-hmm. and music videos and everything that definitely kind of pivoted into the next generation of comedy where it's more pre-recorded stuff. Now. Right, right, yeah. 
which I like them both equally, but I just it's kind of interesting to see that change in like live sketch. Was, but they live they, sketches were super funny. They used too. to do uh, pre-recorded. I mean, they've done pre-recorded stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I mean Schmidt's Gay Beer Company. Um, that was a great pre-recorded <laughs> commercial that with uh, Colon Blow. Uh, colon, cereal colon. and colon or uh, colon blow plus or whatever, <laughs> right? Super colon blow. Yeah. Oops, I crap my oops, I crap, crap my, my pants. pants. Diapers, yeah. adult diapers. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they had some good ones, but I feel like now it's like heavy on that and less on real sketches. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think it's probably because um, they may have been losing an audience to like YouTube and sure. and how easy it is. You can't keep you know people's attention very very much. So now they with like. Lonely Island, they were able to make these videos that they can throw up on YouTube and get millions mm-hmm. of hits, and yeah. that then they that kind of attracts them. Like, oh, what are they doing in the show? It's right. like now I can watch the rest of the sh- now that brings you in to watch the rest of the show. That is a great point because some of Lonely Island's videos got me back watching Saturday Night yeah, Live. Definitely, like the uh, Dick in a Box. Not that one, but uh, some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw that one as a result of some of okay. the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, Stork Patrol, um, we like guys and or we we, we like, like guys. sports. We like sports and we don't care who knows. <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia, uh, Lazy Sunday. Yeah, that's Chronicles that's, that's of Narnia. Chron- yeah, Chronicles Lazy of Sunday Narnia. is Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. So yeah, those ones got me back. Yeah. Into that. Yeah. So yeah. Pretty. Yeah. That's enough. Um, so wait, I was going to say another thing too. Uh, so the shift from from sketches to film, like commercial type things, right? Um, but then also, uh, uh, what was I going to say? There was another group of sketches and eh, we'll come back if I remember it. Okay. So yeah, that's, that was just wanted to bring that up because I plan on going home and, and watching it and yeah, hopefully it's, it's good. Tonight's Miley Cyrus is the host and music. Who's your guest. favorite, who's your favorite host of Saturday Night Live ever? Um, probably Justin Timberlake just cause I've seen more of his episodes than, yeah. And like uh, John Goodman and Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin and stuff like that, but sure. but I mean, they those guys like the Ten and Up Club. Those guys are are hilarious whenever right. they come on. Right. Um. You know the S- Steve Martin, two wild and crazy guys. Yeah. Um. With with Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I mean, that's just a classic sketch, right? Sure. So, sure. But um, I think Justin Timberlake is is one of my favorite. Is my favorite. Who haven't you seen host that you'd like to see host? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Smith has ever hosted, but I don't know I think, if he has either. I think that would be interesting to see Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes host. Yeah, maybe when Mallrats Two comes out, they'll invite him on. <laughs> Doubtful, but maybe. Maybe who knows? So yeah, but yeah, good. That's a good topic. All right. Uh, my second topic was going to be was is going to go back to our our. My, my announcement about the podcast, um, you know, uh, I wanted to start something and I did this podcast, but I wanted to do it kind of on the cheap kind of, I didn't want to invest a whole lot of money in it because I don't know how much time we're going to spend on it. Anyway, all the entrepreneur excuses that you can think of, yeah. but I found a way to do it. Um, but I wanted to take people step by step through it in case they were thinking about starting a podcast or just, they wanted to try it. Um, hopefully I can help them along and not take three, four days like I took to actually do it. (laughs) So I recorded the audio on my iPhone in voice notes. Okay. Okay. Is that a free app on your phone? Yeah, it comes with every iPhone. You don't even have to download it. 
Um, you so you record, you can save it. It's max fifteen minutes long, um, and then after that, um, I had to go to my laptop, okay, and create a SoundCloud account. So you have to do, you know, email address, password, log into SoundCloud. Um, and just so people know, I created a different email address for this podcast so that okay. anything related would go to this email address and not my personal email address. Right. Um, so then I started a SoundCloud account with that email address. And then you can upload. Um, what I did was I saved my voice note on my iPhone to my Dropbox. Okay. And then my Dropbox is also on my desk or my laptop. And then uploaded from Dropbox to SoundCloud, the audio file. Right. Okay. And then you go in there and you have to fill out your profile and everything. And then when you upload the voice file, you actually have to fill out some content. For right. You have your... to give the title, the tags, and the description. Yeah. Yeah. For the actual file. voice file Yep. Um, or sound audio file. So I did that. And then there's another part where you have to go into the permission part of the audio file and click on share. And when you do that, it says, do you have, you know, you must have all copyright, you know, you can't essentially share something or publish something that's not your own. So you couldn't like play NWA, express yourself into a microphone as a podcast, upload it and then share it on SoundCloud. That would be illegal. Yeah. Um, so I, you have to go in there to permissions on your audio file and switch it. Cause that's what I didn't do. And then and click it to share. And then you save it to your SoundCloud. So they're hosting it. Um, and then when you go into your settings on SoundCloud and click on content, the first line is your RSS feed. Okay. And you need to know this link, essentially, or this web site. Yeah, it's, it's a link that's to an XML file that populate that is populated when you add a new file. What you just said. Yep. You have to know that to upload it to any iTunes. of the other podcasting distribution websites or like Stitcher. Uh, so are you up iTunes. on are you on Stitcher? Not on Stitcher, but I will. Um iTunes and the like. So then um if you don't have an iTunes, first then I had to go onto my laptop and download iTunes onto my laptop. Um log in with my information. Yep. And then go to the podcasting page, and there's a set of quick links, like halfway down the page on the right-hand side, and one of them says, submit a podcast. So then you click on that link there, and it takes you to a page where you have to sign in. So you sign in your, your iTunes account, and you copy and paste the RSS feed site information to, it says, please provide your RSS feed. Right. You paste it into there. And you click on the submit button. And then it thinks and it thinks and it thinks and it says thank you for submitting. And then you fill out a couple other, you know, a couple other questions that they do that are based on your, what your podcast is about. And you click submit and then it should, it goes, they send it all to Apple and they say, you know, it may not be up right away. We Sometimes they review it. They have to look over it. But you get an email saying your podcast has been submitted. Thank you. We'll let you know at this email address for further right. correspondence. Yep. Yep. Um, now, I also learned a way to find out if your RSS feed is working because originally when I put it in there, it wasn't working. But it said to go to the podcast page on iTunes, click on file, and click on subscribe to. 
and then you could copy and paste your own RSS feed into there to subscribe to your podcast, right. and it'll tell you if the, if it's up or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so, did not know that. Yep. So so I did that, and it was able to do it the second time when I I changed the permission settings, um, and it was good to go. So, awesome. And so then, it, it just seemed like an involved process, like from iPhone to iTunes. Wouldn't it make sense just to be able to upload voice notes to iTunes as a podcast? Um, maybe. Uh, I know it'd be it's easier to h- upload it to a host because that updates to your XML RSS feed uh, file automatically. Um, maybe for for an iPhone user, there should be a way to upload it to directly to iTunes, but I don't think they want to like directly host your podcast like right. SoundCloud is. Right. Um, and another thing I think you left out was you got to put a image in for your, oh, yes, your podcast. Point. And it has to be um, 1,400 by 1,400 pixel ratio. Yes, and that was a problem. So what I had to do is go back to the image that I had originally suge- selected, yep. click on the image, it. yep, and, and resize it in the in the properties. or I, I think it was an, actually an option to resize it. Okay. Yeah, so I just had to go in, click on pixels, um, type in 1400 by 1400 click okay and then it was fine say i said to say resave it yeah and and copy over the the original file but yep i know when i was trying to uh when i moved my podcasts when i moved slurred words from podomatic to soundcloud uh i had uploaded images with every single audio file oh. and it wouldn't the rss feed from uh soundcloud wouldn't go into itunes because of the pixels Mm -hmm. and it was confusing me because i had done the exact same thing on soundcloud that i did on podomatic what happened what i ended up having to do was go into that xml file and find all the images oh my god uh all the image tags and replace them with the 1400 by 1400 uh Mm -hmm. image tag which was a pain sure and but i was able to get it done yeah but it was what i've what i've done now is i have a image for my account on mm-hmm. SoundCloud, yeah, and then I don't put images for any of my episodes. Okay, yeah, and I I've only put one image, which was the same image. So yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good suggestion. No images for each. I think that's pretty much the standard. I don't know anybody that uploads a different image for every. I do. Um, uh, the podcast matters. They they write uh, they sketch out a new image for every episode. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Instead of writing like description notes, they. Uh, sketch out a, an image that kind of describes what they were talking about. Okay. Um, and so they do that on, on matters. Now I have a question for you. The podcast show notes on iTunes, how do you write show notes? Uh, I guess I've never looked at those. Is that just a description on SoundCloud? I don't know. Yeah, I, that's what I, I guess that's my question is like, do the, does the, stri- the description on SoundCloud become your show notes on itunes and if it does how how many characters what limit of characters do you have i don't know I, that's a good question i have to take a look in that it's either that or i know when i uh export my audio file from audacity i have like a i have to fill out all this information on like artist album uh mm-hmm. genre and then there's like a comment section so i wonder so maybe it's that comments that are tagged to that file are the show notes but mm-hmm. I would think that it would be the description of that that you put in SoundCloud. 
would show up as your show notes. Okay, that's I, what I, I think would hope too. So yeah, that okay. would be make the most sense to me. Well, I guess we'll find out if mine ever pops up on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now, is there anything that you find uh, that's like a shortcut for? Because I know you edit all your own podcasts. Yeah, and you upload them onto SoundCloud, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Um, I don't have to do anything with iTunes. Um, once you once you do it, it once you do it, it, it will automatically show up. Yeah. But are there any shortcuts or tips or pro hacks that you recommend people do if they're just starting podcasts and are kind of clunking around like myself? Uh, no, not really. Just keep doing just keep it, doing and, you'll it, it and you'll get quicker. You'll, at you'll it. get quicker. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that I learned is choose a good hosting service. Um, the first time. So like oh. I I started with Podomatic because it was free and it had like a gig of free um, data and I was able to put up I think the first six or seven episodes of Slurred Words on Podomatic and then I was I was close to the limit or hitting that limit and I looked at some of like oh I could upgrade to pre to Pro but it was only like five gigs of data um, so I would I hit that limit again and it was going to be like 25 bucks or 35 bucks for that there wasn't an unlimited data option okay uh and so that's why i went to soundcloud because you can go pro for 135 bucks a year and get unlimited data and like all the stat tracking and whatnot that comes with it uh with with the pro subscription so but but the if you go out there now on itunes and search slurred words there's two that pop up on itunes yeah they both are updated by the same XML because I asked them because I emailed them and said, "Oh, I'm trying to do this," and they misunderstood me of take one down and and update the other. Um, but so now, if you look at it, there's two. Right. Uh, and so I I didn't realize that until the other day when I was trying to promote it on like the iTunes link to get more reviews and ratings and everything. And I was sending out one link, and then I went back and I looked. I clicked on it and I didn't see any like these popularity ratings on some of my episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't there, and so I went back and I clicked on the other one, and they were on that one. I see. So now I have to give that link, or I'm trying to give that link out. So, and so, there's no, I, I, there's no easy way I think of of being able to just remove one of those from iTunes. Gotcha. Once you submit that, RSS once you submit, feed. yeah, it's it's up there from what i understand so what you're saying is i chose wisely yes i would think so so I, soundcloud has an unlimited plan for 135 a year yep gotcha and if you're gonna have your uh fa- your page on squarespace their pro i think has unlimited hosting data as well for pod- okay. for like the for podcasts basically right now i also want to talk about your website hack because i think this is kind of an interesting hack for bloggers out there that maybe want to start their own like to get their own domain i wouldn't say it's a hack per se but uh well, you, you're I not paying for hosting because it's free right the domain name no i don't know your blog the blog spot is free google blogger is free correct right to to use your own domain you have to pay for to like right how much did you pay for your domain i have no i don't remember it's probably like 2.99 a month i paid for it all up front yeah uh so i don't really remember well what i'm saying is domains are cheap the 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 website expenses come in in the hosting and so what i'm wondering is how you got your free 
because because your free website you can write as much yeah as you want there's no yeah it's the only problem is that it was bill billsbyreport.blogspot.com so right. it's kind of a mouthful sure so but now I, you connected it to this domain that's not yep and i went through google domain to do it yeah yeah. So what what's interesting to me is that you started with a free website and then now you're just paying for the name and you're sending the you're sending people that go to that that name to the content of the free site. And so there's no you don't have to like move everything from the free site now to this website billsbeerreport.com. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess um which is kind of a cool shortcut, I think. Maybe yeah, I mean if if you are trying to get into it, I would say bloggers are really easy free way to do it and uh a lot you can use existing themes and templates to do it or you have access to all the H- HTML uh and CSS code so you can write and create your own web page that way hmm. and Google will will host it for you basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's it was an easy way to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying you're getting the benefits of a .com without any hosting. Without paying for any hosting through Blogspot. Yeah. Cuz like w- when we bought our website, um we paid for WordPress hosting. Okay. I mean, uh, was why? I have no idea cuz we're rookies. <laughs> <laughs> like we could have easily done it on WordPress and then bought a domain like a free WordPress site, bought a domain and hooked it up like you did, couldn't we have? No. You need somewhere to host it. It was hosted on the free WordPress. Oh, then, yeah, probably. I don't know how WordPress works. Right. I think it... Or we could have done what you did, started on blog on Blogger, mm-hmm. and then bought the domain name and just connected the yeah, two Yeah, I would like say if... Did. I mean, you guys are doing just a straight blog right now, mm-hmm. bas- you know, basically. So I went to the product that was a straight blog yeah. in Blogger. Right. You know, it already set up with different themes and, and yep. things like that. I mean, I've run across issues of lag time with so many i have like a hundred posts or something like that so it i have a lot of lag time when i try to create a new post there's okay something that's kind of slowing it down i don't know if i'm reaching a limit or anything like that i've never been warned of of a limit of sure how many posts uh and data i'm supposed i can have up there but okay yeah okay cool i mean i do almost every half of my life is on google i say so (laughs) So it was it That's was, how they like it. Yeah, I mean so it was very easy to to just choose blogger to start my many blogs that I've started and abandoned. Sure. So. sure. Cool. So all right. All right, good stuff. Good episode. Yeah. Go team. High five. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well thanks again and we'll uh, be talking to you. Bye.